Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Hey, Brandon here. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you for the download and thanks for the ongoing support. In today's episode, I invited Cameron Medill on the podcast. He is the CEO of Pixel Spoke. They're located in Portland, Oregon. And he is a leader in the certified B Corp movement and is also the chair of the B Corp board in Portland, Oregon. But this certification is international. In this episode, we discuss how businesses can be used as a force of good and why the B Corp certification has a positive impact on recruiting, retention, and revenue. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes and be sure to connect with me and Zenium on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Enjoy the episode today. Hey, Cameron, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brandon, thanks for having me on. Cameron, you had a, a great talk. Uh, you sent me a video clip, actually, of one of your EO talks, Entrepreneurs Organization over in Portland. And you, you posed a, a really great question, which is, what is the purpose of business? Is it, is it to get profit? Is it, is it something else? What was your answer to that? I actually go back to a line I got from a business coach many years ago when uh, I, I was pretty bad at running a business, frankly. So I was wrestling with that myself. And he had this comment, which has stuck with me ever since, which is that the profit is no more the purpose of business than air is the purpose of life. They're both a necessary precondition for survival and that search for a greater purpose. So, you know, I view profit as that's that's like, you know, that's like a necessary piece, um, but it's not the end purpose of business. So meaning you're you're not going to do everything in business for profit, but you can actually use business to be a force of good is kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, you know, I think the, the analogy to air, though, is, you know, if you ever start uh, losing access to air as a human being, you got a you got an <laughs> urgent problem that needs to be solved yeah. right away or, or you're a goner. And that's that's where I think of profit is, you know, it's the fuel that lets us do everything else. And if you don't know how to run a business well and you don't have profit, then you, you actually you don't get to sit around and talk about higher levels of purpose and impact in your business. So the reason I wanted to have you on is you're a leader in the, the certified B Corp movement. Uh, especially in Portland, Oregon, you're, you're heavily involved. And, you know, you educated me, we had a call offline, you educated me on what this whole B Corporation is. And I wanted, I wanted you to come on and talk about that. So what is a B Corporation? Is it is it something that is uh, an entity type uh, for tax purposes? Is it a certification? You know, what's the distinction between a B Corporation and, and you know, all the other you know, S Corp, C Corp, all the things that you hear out there? Yeah, it's it's a great uh, it's a great question, and anyone who's ever worked in branding knows that naming is really hard. So, they're they're two separate things. Um, they're a company might be both, but there there is a legal status and there is a, a certification, and they're they're completely separate. Um, you you might do both, but the the certification is uh, a company that has said we're going to 
measure and publicly share our impact in uh, I call them the four C's the, uh, the you know your culture your customers your community and the climate and so we're going to measure that we want to measure our impact with this rigorous assessment we're going to publicly share that for the entire world to see um, and if we reach a certain score then we're going to be able to certify as uh, a so-called certified B corporation separately there there's a legal status and in Oregon, it's an amendment to your Articles of Incorporation to become a so-called benefit corporation. It's actually different in, in different states, what it's called and how it's done, which sort of adds to the confusion. But I, th I think of those as really separate. And I think of the certification is all about having really having data, having analytics to truly measure your company's uh, positive impact in the world. And the other one is about a legal status to uh, get around this issue that especially for publicly traded companies, they're often actually legally required to act only in their short-term interest, which may not be the right thing long-term for the company, and it, in many cases is not the right thing for their community or the environment. But they're actually, you know, they're actually like like going to become legally liable if they don't do these short-term profit-driven activities. But for a small privately held company like mine, that's not as as important of a thing. From the legal standpoint, and I want to, I do want to go back to the impact. That seems like the most important piece. But from the legal side of uh, becoming a B corporation, are there any like financial or tax benefits that go along with it, or is it truly just uh, a certification that you that you have, and it's a legal standing with the state or or the, at the federal level? Yeah. So so again, like they're they're separate, right? So yeah. you, you can you can choose to to become a, a benefit corporation to change your legal articles of incorporation. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as choosing to take a, a cert, you know, to pursue this certification and this assessment, um, the legal the legal change is really what they do is they change the way that you're required to run the company, um, which is most important for companies that are publicly traded or thinking about becoming publicly traded. Um, as far as the liabilities of the board of directors and the officers, there's not any tax benefit that I know of, although it has been discussed um, in certain areas. There are there are different people, you know, different people are, are like in a procurement level are trying to say that that either the, the legal status as well as like some sort of certification would get you, you know, benefits the equivalent of being like a, a veteran owned business or something like that. So there's there, there are people playing at the tax game, but right now there's really no tax benefit to either approach. It seems like there would be businesses out there that maybe be considering jumping into the B Corp certification, but maybe they're the ones that are pushing the the tax benefits. Otherwise, maybe they don't see any other benefits be, beyond that. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I, I think that, you know, the thing I'll say if we sort of, again, if we talk about these two separate things of, you know, changing your legal status and then pursuing um, an assessment to measure yeah. your impact in the world. Um, I'm more focused on that that assessment mm -hmm. side, this community of certified B corporations. Um, and certainly one of the questions I'll get from people is, is what's in it for me? Because it is, you know, I think we all have a lot to do in, in our businesses. And, you know, I've been I've been an entrepreneur starting and running things for, for many years now. Um, and, and the list of to do's is long indeed. Um, and, and I think the you know, I always talk about it as like the the three R's uh, that you get in return. So it, it's we and this is all stuff that we've seen personally in my company, and I've seen in, in numerous other you know sister uh, certified B corporations. Uh, and the three three R's are recruitment, retention, and revenue. Um, so we almost immediately saw a substantial uptick in the number of quality candidates we get applying for jobs. I think 
while certainly not everyone, you see this huge uh, trend in that, that increasingly employees are saying, I want to work somewhere with a sense of purpose. I want to work somewhere that's a good actor. And how do I know, right? How do I know that this company I'm going to? Because you're all going to say that you you have a good culture and you want to do good in the world. But how do I know what you really do? And, and there's some things out there increasingly, of course, like Glassdoor. And there's other, but it, it's still pretty hard to tell what a company is like on the inside. So, so we saw a big benefit there. I think from a retention standpoint, I think we've seen that it's really, really helped us to get a lot better at the culture piece and really thinking intelligently about everything from how we design growth opportunities from our employees to how we engage them and engaging the world outside of the company. And, and all those things have seemed to have really helped from a retention standpoint. Um, and then lastly, it takes a lot of different forms as far as what kind of sales and marketing benefits you'll see from becoming a certified B corporation. But the core point is whatever industry, whatever business model you have, increasingly uh, people are wanting to, to, they're becoming aware that they, they vote with their dollars. And so they want to align themselves with companies that have similar values. Uh, and we've just seen that to be a really powerful piece. And, you know, I guess sometimes I tell people, like at the end of the day, if, if your product or service is crap, then like you're going <laughs> to have a hard time, right? Like that, yeah. that's, that's table stakes. But if you get to that point where people are looking at you and one or two other options and they look at you and say, I feel like we yep. have the same values, you're going to win that sale almost every time in my experience. You bring up some really great points. And I'm curious if you've used the the certification and the your impact score during the recruiting, the selling, all those those touch points with clients or prospective employees and even your employees, if you're using that or if it those those positive up, upticks in each of those areas is a byproduct of acting a certain way because of being a B corporation. Do you think yeah, it's either a, or, or is it a bo- is it both? Um, I would say it's both. It, it, it definitely depends on the context. So I think from a recruiting standpoint, uh, you know, when employees are looking at giving you, you know, probably, I mean, the, the single biggest chunk of time that they'll have awake in their lives for, you know, a stretch of years, they're pretty serious about researching you mm-hmm. from what I've seen. So we saw almost immediately that, and we still see this, you know, almost every serious prospect who comes in looking at a job, maybe they don't know a lot about certified B corporations before they show up. Some of them do, but some of them don't, but they've dug into it. And they're often like, that's really interesting. Why did you choose to do that? What does that look like? Um, and they tend to be really excited about it. I think existing employees, I, I, it's different. Um, it's definitely been like a, a kind of like change management education experience because, um, you know, they've, they've been at your company for a long time. So they're like, you know, I don't know. What is this? What's really changed? Why should I care? So we've, we've done a lot of work to engage them in the local community of certified B corporations and saying like, hey, it's really cool that we're part of a community that includes locally like New Seasons and Hopworks and Patagonia and all these other amazing companies. And so that's taken a little while, but it's definitely I think, you know, really become part of how they, they, they view their experience at, at our company. And then on the sales and marketing front, you know, my experience is that whether you're doing, you know, B2B major account sales or it's consumer, people just don't have a lot of time and patience. So really just distilling it down to a really concise message. Um, so the way we do it is we actually talk about we do uh, microfinance loans around the world. And so I just show a big picture of a woman we made a loan to in Thailand. It's this big, vibrant, colorful photo. And I say this is one of you know over 3,500 loans we've made around the world, and we're part of this community of certified B corporations, companies like Patagonia, Ben and Jerry, Seventh Generation, that are committed to using business as a force for good. And then I move on. That's it. <laughs> so it's very just like, like you know, people kind of hear it and they're like, oh, okay, okay, that's cool. I like that. I respect that. But it, my experience, at least, was if you kind of 
getting to get into trying to educate them too much that, you know, they're kind of like, show me what you got from a, a, you know, work quality standpoint. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's good to know about that. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of believe it more as I see it. So anyway, that, that's been my experience that the context I think always matters in how you communicate the information. You probably get this question quite a bit, but I'm at, like in, in this day and age with the business, you, you've got to be purpose driven because I think, you know, if you're, if you're trying to capture talent, you're trying to get new clients, they, they want to, they want to work with somebody who has a clear mission that they, they do good. So the, the question I have for you is why, why would you need to become a, a certified B corporation, couldn't you just do good on your own? Isn't that good enough? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, first of all, I would say, I don't think everyone does believe that. Um, <laughs> that's certainly not my experience. Yeah. And I, well, I think it's, it's hard. I don't think, you know, we in the business community are used to thinking and talking about purpose yeah. uh, and values and, and, and culture. I mean, there's a reason we got office space and Dilbert and all these, you know, things that, that make fun of um, business trying to, to maybe go somewhere it doesn't naturally go. Because I know my friends in the nonprofit space talk about how they're often a little puzzled at some of the business stuff we do because they're like, yeah, everyone here does that. Everyone here talks about purpose in the nonprofit world. Yeah. So, so I don't think it's a given, um, but I am with you that I, I think it's, I think it's really important because I think there's just particularly uh, among you know our teams, there's just a, just a gigantic demand for that, and I think it's a huge competitive advantage. And I don't know any business that isn't people driven. So. So I do think it's critical. I think to your question of, you know, why would you become a certified B corporation? Um, I don't think you have to do it. I think there's there's two elements here. One of the things I, I uh, shared in the the talk that uh, I gave for the, the the business journal on this topic was it was meant to be a, like a tantalizing question. So if you are, you know, to choose to measure and improve your impact the same way you do your finances, Will it actually amplify your success as a company? You know, instead of that traditional mindset of, oh, if you're doing good, then that's charity and it's actually siphoning off profits. But I actually think you get this kind of flywheel amplification effect of it strengthens your culture and it strengthens your recruiting and it better aligns the clients that you bring in the door around your purpose and your values. And actually everything gets easier. It's something that Stephen Covey's uh, son, also called Stephen Covey, confusingly, yeah. uh, but, you know, he talked about that as the trust tax. And I think you actually really kind of, um, you, you really get, you know, lower the trust tax tremendously by getting everyone aligned. So I don't know, I think this question of how do you find your purpose or, or how do you pursue your impact is a really hard one. What I've found is that having, just having the data, having, having analytics on your impact opens your eyes to all these things that you could be doing that you're not. So, you know, my answer to that would be like, well, can an organization make money without financial statements? Of course, right? But I'm not going to run a company without them. It's and, a lot harder to. Yeah. It's a lot harder to. So, but it, it's but it's absolutely doable, right? So that's where I think, you know, that's how I look at it. Is this, you know one of our core, um, you know, organizing principles is certified B corporations is this notion of measure what matters. And so by expanding our concept of data from just the financial uh, realm to include impact, I think you open your eye you open your eyes to all these possible like all these possibilities that you're not currently pursuing. And that will actually help you to become more effective and more crisp on what your purpose uh, is as an organization. I'm glad you brought up the measurement piece because you're talking about the certification process. And it sounds like there's an assessment perhaps before you actually get certified that it will measure your, your actual impact and whether or not you can become a, a B Corp based on that score. Yep. And do you get a score 
every year? Is it something you can sort of look at with your team on a regular basis? Say, how can we make a greater impact? Here's our score as we sit today. What do we need to do to, to raise that score? Is it, how, how does that whole process work and how do you use that impact score? Yeah, great question. Um, so there is an assessment. Um, it, it's, uh, it's a fair bit of work as it should be, you know, for any group that takes itself seriously. So it's, it's, it's actually a couple hours just to get through the assessment. And then usually the first time through people will spend, you know, dozens and dozens of hours organizing their company and, and really rethinking how they do their company to reach the necessary score to certify. Um, so it does take quite a bit of work. Um, and I often see that people, it's, it's so much work that they're a little bit exhausted mm-hmm. when they finally qualify, like anything in life, right? You put a lot of work towards reaching a goal and then you kind of want to just take a breather. Um, but what we've found and, and what I've generally seen with, with other companies that, that are also certified B corporations is once you kind of take a breather for a few months, you start to realize, okay, we got this score and, and we passed this threshold to get the certification, but what about all those areas that we didn't get points in? And then your brain just starts working and you start saying, well, you know, some of those things you probably, you probably disagree with. You say, I don't want to do those things. Some of those things you look at and say, that's impossible. You know, it cost way too much money or time, but some of them you're like, boy, that's really interesting. I believe in that. And yet we don't do it. Why don't we do that? And, and that actually doesn't seem like it'd be too much work or very expensive. And we think it would increase our positive impact in the world and deepen our connection with our employees or our clients or whatever it would be. So I think that's, that's the, that to me is the the real value of the assessment as a tool is that, that it, in essence, it kind of becomes like a roadmap towards becoming a more effective uh, business or social enterprise. But once you become a B corporation, is there any way to reassess where you're at? Because I imagine you want to keep making a greater impact. Um, it's probably just the right thing to do in your mind. How do you How do you continue to measure that? Can I just say that was a very graceful way to ask me to answer the question you asked? Okay, good point. I forgot I forgot to answer that one piece. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, so the way it's structured is every two years you have to recertify. Okay, that makes sense. And if you're really lucky, like we were, this is slight sarcasm, you get the full audit and you have to pull documentation on every wow. single question. Uh, they do that to 10% of the companies every year. Um, so one of the things I really like about it is, it, you know, we've gotten a, a ton of value and benefit out of it. And it's an extremely rigorous certification. So I think... I think it, you know if it's something that aligns with your belief system, it will really reward you. Um, but I also think it's too hard for someone to do if it's just a PR stunt. Um, and I've definitely seen companies that I would say are very opportunistic, but you know they don't. I don't think they do business very well. They don't. Uh, you know they've got unhappy clients all over the place, and they've got unhappy employees all over the place. And I see them dig into this, and and they get all excited, and then you know you talk to them a few months later, and they're like, ah, I didn't believe in that. It was too hard. So, so that, cause that's, you know, I think we all know about the prevalence of greenwashing or similar, you know, washings that are happening in different areas related to purpose. And I think this is, or impact, I should say. And I, th- I think that's what I like about it so much is it really is a, you know, the people who reach this standard really are, um, the innovators. Um, you know, we talk about our strategy being shining a spotlight on these exceptional companies, um, and raising them up, um, because they really have reached a, a truly high bar as far as the role they play in the world. And that, that's good because it means that you're part of a group which really means something. Because um, I think we've all been parts of groups where the membership doesn't mean anything. And so then it kind of loses its, its, its overall you know, cohesion or purpose. I'm so glad you brought up the fact that it's a rigorous process. In your experience, who's typically leading the charge in, in filling out these assessments and you know, 
just rallying the the company to make to get certified is it is it the business owner is it the president see it depended on the size i'm sure but you know is it an hr person like what in your experience who's who's handling all this yeah i would, I would say yes <laughs> to all, all of it it's, yeah it's, it's probably it. the whole team yeah you know if it's a huge company right so like uh you know, if it's a huge company, they'll often have a director of sustainability or impact or, you know, there's a bunch of different titles. Um, often, it, you know, oddly enough, it seems to fall under marketing for kind of mid-sized companies. Uh, for smaller companies, it often will be uh, the CEO or the president. Um, so it's really all over the place. I think what's neat is that it really can be a top-down or a bottom-up approach. There are a number of B Corps where actually individual divisions or groups inside the organization kind of covertly started experimenting with the assessment and putting information in and then basically went to their higher ups and said, look, you know, we think we can do this um, and just kind of presented it to them. But then it, it often, you know, definitely happens as a top down effort as well of a, a strategic decision that management makes. Is the certification the same in all states or is it is it state driven? How does that how does that work state to state? Yeah, so the certification is actually international. Yeah, um, it is so, international. Okay. Yeah, it's really a, an astonishingly difficult thing they've done. Um, I don't envy. They, they have the whole. They have this whole team of. Uh, I think of what they call them, but like the standards team actually. And to be able to certify any company, any size, any type, wow. anywhere in the world, you know, with with more or less a, a, a standard scoring system is just incredibly difficult. Um, so I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. But the nice thing is that for us is. Uh, we know entrepreneurs or end users, whatever the term would be. Yeah, we, we all just uh, we take the same we, we take the same test no matter where we are in the world. But isn't that fascinating? It's like you say you say it's international. Um, most of the certifications that we have nowadays seem like they're state driven. It's like you're making an impact in your local community and you know everything's state driven. Whereas the B Corp, they're really trying to make an impact globally, and that's powerful. I mean, you don't see that too often. Yeah, it's a really incredible, it's an incredible movement. And I think that the more you get connected to all these different businesses around the world, I just find it to be a, a, an incredible source of creativity and inspiration um, when you see, you know, because these, these truly are like the change makers and the innovators. And this this is, you know, I, I really believe this is the future of business and the, the chance to kind of get in at the ground floor early on um, is, is just incredibly exciting. So give me, give me some scale. Um, it's international, but how, how truly big of a movement is this how many companies are are involved how long has it been around where's it at, at this point yeah so it's been around for uh, i think a little less than a decade there are something like 2200 certified b corporations around the world i'd say about half of them are in the u.s um there's something like i'm gonna get this wrong but you know i think it's in in the, the hundreds of thousands of businesses that have taken uh, either the full assessment or they have a shorter quick impact assessment and then you know, your question of how big it is, I think this is this is a key thing for people to wear. It's it's hard to, to get that certification. Again, it's really meant to be us shining a spotlight on the truly exceptional companies or the ones who want to be exceptional. And then as far as driving change, we engage all these other companies through the assessment, you know, who may not reach the, the required score to become a certified B Corporation, but they can still use the tool to measure their impact. Um, and then, you know, this is more sort of behind the scenes strategy, but the the nonprofit behind this is actually leading uh, the efforts to drive legislative change uh, in the you know the actual legal structure of corporations because we think it's a really uh, unhealthy structure which is behind a lot of the problems the world faces. So you know it's one of those things where it's like in numbers it's relatively small, but in impact it's really big because 
the certified B corporations are just kind of the tip of the iceberg of this whole movement of change. I find it super fascinating and shocking that only 2,200 companies worldwide are certified. And if this thing really catches on and it becomes this giant movement, this is a huge opportunity for employers and for businesses who want to find clients that are like-minded, who, who care about, you know, uh, being purpose-driven and for employees who want to work for an employer who does good in the world. I mean, that is huge opportunity in those two areas alone. I, I totally agree. I think that, you know, one of the things that I've talked to people about that they often don't quite realize or think about those, just how new this is. So if you look at having 2200 B corporations, this is a, a group that's been growing, you know, anywhere from 70 to a hundred percent a year since it started. Um, you know, 10 years, you start with 10 in the first year or whatever, right? And, and so, so the growth rate is really, really high, um, but it's just so new that it's not that big yet. And I think the, I think like you said, there, there's a point where that this really is the future of businesses. And this is the way that business will be done. Um, but you have a chance right now to engage and get ahead of the curve and have it really be a meaningful differentiator. Cause I think, you know, you won't be able to say that uh, in the future because this will just be this will be stuff that everyone is doing. When you become a certified B Corp, is there a way that you get, gain access maybe to the other certified B Corps where you can all, you know, get together, share like minded ideas and figure out how to you know, change the world? So uh, I'm the, the chair of the local B Corporation uh, board. So we have a, a website at BLocalPDX.com. Probably is a little hard to capture if you're listening. So it's, it's like B, like the letter B, and then local and pdx.com. Um, that has all our upcoming events, and they're actually open to people who are just exploring oh, uh, the, the experience as well. Yeah, so folks like Xenium who haven't yet certified would be welcome to come. We'd love to see you there. And yeah, these local communities are, are really just fantastic. We had a 250 person uh, conference a month ago for the community, which was just really uh, inspiring and eye opening, and people made all sorts of you know great connections and committed to all sorts of meaningful uh, changes in how they were doing business. Um, and then, of course, there is a national and international community and there's an annual retreat, and a variety of uh, other events that happen as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty robust um, set of communities, uh, albeit one that's rapidly evolving, as I said, because the growth rate is so high. Any, anyone who's run a, a company that's growing at 80, 100 percent can kind of imagine the, the scope of what we're taking on. Do you recommend uh, organizations who are thinking about jumping into the certification go to maybe one of those events and check out the website to learn more and see what they're getting into and see what kind of changes they need to make before going through that rigorous process? I, I think so. I mean, you know, we'd love to have anyone who's interested uh, either just drop us an email through the site or show up to an event. We have uh, B Corp 101s, I think, almost every month now before our, our luncheons where for 30 minutes people can come and just, you know, ask questions, learn about the movement. There's programs we're running with Portland State where there's actually a six-week workshop series to help people get through the assessment there's a variety of consultants but i think i guess all that's sort of on the when you've made up your mind and I, I think yeah the easiest way to dip your toe into the water is other than researching online would be to come to one of the local events what advice would you want to give an organization that's thinking about applying what tips would you give them uh Pour yourself a shot of whiskey and <laughs> do not get up. Do not get up until you. No, actually, seriously, I would say, I mean, whatever your drink of choice is, and do not get up until you finish the assessment. Wow. It, it, it's a well, like I said, it, it is a, you know, it's it's a difficult assessment because it's going to ask you to look at your company in a way that you really haven't, and and you won't have all the answers, and that's totally fine. So that's actually where I see people get hung up, is you you start getting asked all these questions that maybe you don't know the answers. 
And so then you, you, you just sort of say, oh, shoot. And then you stop partway through and you lose momentum. But actually, you, you know, you just, you know, take two hours, get through everything. If you don't know the answer, you can just check a box and say, come back later. And then, then you've actually established your baseline, right? Because now you've gone all the way through the assessment and maybe you actually already have a score that qualifies or you can see how far away you are from qualifying and you can just, now you can just get to work on closing the gaps. Um, Cause it could be policy changes. It could be changing the way you do business. It could be, sometimes it's just, <laughs> I'm sure you guys as an HR company know this, you know, it could just be having better documentation in mm-hmm. your employee handbook of stuff that you're already doing. Um, I know people who have, for example, paid volunteer time off policies, but they've never formally documented them. But yeah, just, just that first, I always tell people like, yeah, whether, I don't know whether it's coffee or whiskey or whatever your thing is. Um, just, <laughs> both. just yeah, yeah, or both. Yeah. Get you, get yourself an Irish coffee, but just make yourself comfortable and just commit to getting all the way through the assessment because it's, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it, it seems like it's further away than it actually is. You know, that's one of the nice things for me about being in this community is when you get to hang out with, uh, companies that you might idolize, like, you know, New Seasons or Patagonia, um, you realize that while they are exceptional companies, they're also, they're just like the rest of us. They wake up every morning and, you know, they put their clothes on the same way the rest of us do. And they got to where they are by starting the journey. Um, and that's really what the assessment lets you do, I think. Well said. Well, Cameron, this has been a lot of fun to, to talk about this. You dropped a lot of knowledge on me. You educated me on this whole movement, which is fantastic. Anything else you want to say before we we part ways here, just about the assessment, about the purpose of it? Anything else that you want to say in closing? I'm just so excited uh, to have Zenium join the community in the future. I think you guys would be perfect for it. I think we're doing a lot of this stuff already, so <laughs> I it think seems like too. a natural. I you know, it's I'm the marketing guy here at Zenium, so it's it's you said it for a lot of small, medium-sized companies, it does fall on marketing. And it's like, I'm glad that you brought this to my attention because I, I really have heard about it minimally and I didn't really know what it was. So this has been enlightening for me. It really has. Fantastic. Well, thanks for having me. And I, I guess I would say to everyone else, it really has been, you know, the most amazing community I've, I've joined in my career. And I think it's a, it, it's, it's a journey that's well worth embarking on because I think we all we all ultimately want, you know, a greater sense of, of purpose in our lives and, and greater alignment between ourselves and our employees and our customers. And this is a tool for doing that. It's it's a little bit more work up front, but I actually think it makes business a lot easier um, because things are now pointed in the same direction. Wonderful. Thanks for joining the podcast, Cameron. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only. It should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com. <laughs>